Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the LUFC Fan Zone podcast. I'm Sam Isles. And I'm Jack Ellis. In each episode, we'll be talking to our next Legion United player or manager about their time at the club. Last episode, we were with former Legion United head coach Steve Evans. And I know every Leeds fan will have their own opinions on Steve and his time at Leeds. But how do you think he came across, Jack? Because to me, he was incredibly honest with us. And you could tell how proud he was to have been the head coach at Leeds, which was over five years ago now, which is quite hard to believe. Yeah, Steve came across like a really a really nice guy. You know, it was it was evident to see that he was really invested in Leeds and still is. And for me, what really stood out about the feedback was there was not a, like not a lot of negative comments aimed at us, but more aimed at Steve and the same yeah. people. Not, well, maybe not the same people, but after the second episode came out and people listened to it, the feedback we got was so much more positive about Steve on it as opposed to before. You know, people's perceptions changed on him. Yeah, like like you said, when we first announced Steve as a guest, people were like, why do you want to speak to Steve Evans? He didn't really do much to the club to benefit it. But then when people listen to it, they understand why we do speak to these sort of people. Because like you said, it's good to see the feedback that we received afterwards because it definitely changed the people's perception. And in the show, Steve spoke about how he joined Leeds as well as his frustrations with the January transfer market, where he told us that he wanted to bring in four loanees to Leeds after the club sold Sam Byram. And he had them all ready to sign, but Massimo pulled the plug on the deals, which was quite amazing to hear. But what was the main thing that stood out for you most in that episode 22, Jack? God, um, yeah, there was a lot of stuff to go from from that episode, really. Uh, I mean, the Preston, the Preston well, incident. Well, obviously, if you listen to the episode, you'd know that Salino um, verbally agreed a deal with Evans and even gave him permission to tell his family that he was going to be staying another year only for him to uh, backtrack on his decision and uh, terminate his contract. Well, not agree to extend his contract. But I think for me, it's... Well, which was an exclusive from what from what Steve said, yeah. was it? Was it an exclusive? Yeah. Uh, obviously, Massimo ringing him during Leeds' League Cup game against Fleetwood when, if you can remember, Leeds were 1-0 down and was it Antonsen who scored in the, the last minutes of the game? Yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't right remember. I can't remember how the goal went, I and mean, I think I can't remember it that much. But yeah, I remember Antonsen scored and Leeds ended up winning on penalties. And yeah, Steve was saying that if Leeds had gone on to lose that game, he would have sacked Monk and would have reinstated Steve Evans back in, which was a massive shock. And I don't think anybody would have known that. But yeah, that I think that for me was probably the standout thing, and he definitely saved the best to last. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. and it was just one of the many things that you were speaking about, which Chilino did in that era. So if you haven't had the chance to listen to that previous episode with Steve Evans, as well as all of our other shows, they're all available on Spotify, YouTube and Apple Podcasts, simply by searching the LUFC Fan Zone podcast. But on to today's show, and this week we thought we wanted to hear from someone different to a former player or manager, and someone who is within the agency side of football. Today's guest is the joint owner of YPFC Football Agency and the agent of current Legion United goalkeeper Ilan Meslier, someone who only joined the club on a permanent transfer at the start of this season and the current transfer market, the most valuable goalkeeper in the world under the age of 20. That's right. This week, we're delighted to be joined by football agent Javier Fleury. Javier, thank you so much for joining us. Hello, hi to everybody. Uh, thanks uh, for inviting me. So I'm really happy uh, to speak uh, on the podcast uh, from Leeds United's fans. So we get quickly uh, to love uh, that club. There is a really special atmosphere around the club. So it's a pleasure uh, to be here today. Thank you so much for coming on, Javier. And usually on the show, we speak to former players and managers of Leeds. And you're just our second agent on the show. So just to start with, if you don't mind, would you be able to just explain what you do in your day-to-day life as an agent and what the main role of a football agent is, in your opinion? Uh, so the main role of the football agent is to to be alongside the player during all uh, his career, so to give uh, advice. As uh, In our company, uh, the owner of the company is a former uh, coach, football academy director and player, so it's easier to give uh, for him to give uh, sporting uh, tips to, uh, to his players. But as well, it's about uh, choosing the right contract at the right time, 
who do the promotion of the player, to speak of the player about the player to other club, who in case of there is a problem at one time, we know already what is the market for the player. And so it's uh, helping him as well in his day-to-day uh, -day life, which is quite important when uh, when players are, are changing countries, for example. We used to have a lot of players in uh, Germany. I used to follow a lot of players in Germany. Some uh, players in England, and it was, uh, yes, it was quite uh, some time they were really in need of help to settle in the new country. It's not the case with Ilan. <laughs> Ilan is really uh, autonomous. Is, uh, he adapts perfectly everywhere, so it's not really the case with him, but but it's uh, a part of the of the football agent uh, job as well. Yeah, and of course, like you said, you are the agent of Leeds goalkeeper Ilan Meslier, and a part of the YPFC with Yvonne Pulliquin, who is the founder and what it's named after. But when did you first get involved with Yvonne and YPFC and what made you want to become a football agent? Uh, me, I've always been fond of football. I was not uh, playing at a high level at all. But uh, during the course of my studies, I uh, well, I uh, end, uh, end up uh, doing the FIFA Master course in uh, Sport Management which one part of it was in uh, Leicester, by the way. And uh, after doing that course, I uh, wished to work in a, in a youth formation in developing countries, but it was quite hard to get a job. And I thought, uh, why not becoming football agent? Because I was a little bit skilled in management, a little bit, little bit skilled in uh, law or sport, but not a specialist in uh, any of those fields. And I saw that uh, football agent, you need to know a little bit of all this kind of, uh, of thing, law management. <clears throat> so yes, I thought it was a, a good idea and an interesting job. And so I found the first job with uh, an agent who was not really, not really good, a little bit messy. I said uh, to myself, okay, now I will never do that again. But then I got into contact with uh, Jeanne Overt, which used to be one of the biggest uh, French agents at the time. We used to work with uh, Didier Deschamps, Willy Sagnol. We worked with Yuan Miku, with uh, David Alaba, with uh, players like uh, Karim Maggi, captain of Tunisia, and a lot of Ivory Coast uh, international, like Boubacar Sanogo, Arthur Boca. And we were the first agency, I think, to put a lot of players in Germany, French players in Germany. And so it was a top experience with a top agent, but he retired uh, like three, three years ago. And so I start to work with uh, Yvon Poulikin that I knew when he was a coach. And Yvon is a, is, is already a top guy for me, a straight guy, which is not really common in this uh, business. And uh, it's good as well that he's a former player. He used to play more than 500 games as a defensive midfield in uh, France uh, first division. And then he become a football academy director in Strasbourg. And then he was coach uh, uh, in Strasbourg. He won the French Cup in Lorient. He won the French Cup as well. And then in first division team like uh, Grenoble, Metz, Bergen. So I think it's a good, uh, we have a good uh, mix in the company because I had the experience uh, of international transfer. And Yvon uh, used to be football player and coach, which is in important because uh, there is quite a lot of football players who become agents. But I think... Uh, in the Europe, there is only one former professional football coach who has become an uh, agent, and it's uh, it's Yvon. So I'm happy. He's a straight guy. We have young players, some like Ilan or Adrien Truffer in Rennes are starting to play in the first team. So we are making our pass quietly, step by step, and with uh, ethics, most important. We want our players to play all the time, to be starting, because uh, well, it's easy nowadays with all that... Uh, all that business about young players. Nowadays, it's quite easy to put the player quickly in a big team with big money. But I mean the fact the player has to play. If he's playing, starting, he will improve and we will get a good club naturally. And uh, then for us, the best career path is to be playing all the time. That's it. Yeah, I think you're spot on there. And as well as Elan Meslier, your agency represents 17 other professional players, and like you said, most of which uh, towards the start of their career, and French, just like Elan. However, how long have you been working with Elan, and how does a partnership like that start? Did Elan, for example, approach you and ask to be his agent, or did you approach Elan? Uh, no, between Yvon Poulika and Elan, it was uh, Yvon who discovered uh, Elan. It's Yvon who has the... the... What we call it 
with uh, the the most uh, intimate who knows best uh, Ilan because it's him who uh, work with him because Yvon is uh, living in uh, Lorient now. He used to be the coach of Lorient. And so uh, at the time, Stéphane Le Garec, which is uh, which was the goalkeeping coach of uh, Lorient, uh, Stéphane used to be the goalkeeper of uh, Yvon when they won the French Cup and Yvon was the, the coach. And Stéphane told Yvon that there was a, a young goalkeeper in the youth team of Lorient that looks uh, that, that looked uh, quite awesome. So he went to uh, watch some games, and then he, he got in contact with uh, Ilan, with the family. And so, yes, when uh, Ilan was 16 years old, Ivan was the first uh, to approach him, and the relationship was good with the family, with Ilan. And so they start to work together from the very beginning. And on to Ilan himself. He's obviously still a very young player, and especially for a goalkeeper. And... His move to Leeds in 2019 was his first ever transfer because he was at Lorient from the age of nine. However, just a year before his switch to Leeds, there was a few reports that Monaco and Chelsea were very close to signing Elan in 2018. So were any of their moves ever close? And if so, why did Elan choose to stay at Lorient rather than at the time to pursue a move to either of them two clubs? Because they were both playing in Europe at this time compared to Lorient, who were in the second division. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's what uh, <coughs> we were saying before. For us, the most important is for player to uh, to play. So even if there was interest from uh, Monaco and Chelsea before Ilan really started playing, we we saw there was more chances of playing in the first team in Lorient than in uh, Monaco and Chelsea. So there was n- never really concrete talks. A little bit with Monaco, but not with uh, Chelsea, for example. But we knew there was uh, a lot of interest. But for us. Monaco at the time, there was like 70 players under contract, so it was totally crazy. Uh, most of the players was on, were on loan in Belgium, in other clubs. So for a goalkeeper, you need stability. So to, uh, to go to this kind of club, it was uh, perhaps not the best thing to do. On Chelsea, it was quite the same. I think the plan for them, even if we didn't have really concrete goals, was to, was to put him on loan for several years, for him to get accustomed to English football. So it's not really what you want for your player. You want for him, I mean, a goalkeeper, you need to be, to try to be number one. It's not like uh, other position in football. If you start to be the number two and backup, it can last uh, for years. So we want stability and we thought uh, that we stay Lorient would be uh, the best option. And Ilan as well, as well, is close to Lorient. He used to like very much the club. It's uh, His family is uh, nearby. Is, uh, Lorient is Brittany. It's what we call the, the region of France, Bretagne, Brittany. And people from Brittany are very close uh, to Brittany. So for him, for, to live to Chelsea or Monaco, to have more money and be loaned every, everywhere, no, it was better to stay in Lorient and play competitive first-team football with, uh, with Lorient. However, just a year later, he did make the move away from France when he joined Leeds at the start of the 2019-20 season, which was initially on loan when he was still just 19 years old. When were you first aware that Leeds were interested in signing him and that a move to Ellen Road might have been possible? Uh, how it went uh, with Leeds was that Leeds uh, has a very good uh, scouting uh, department. Victor Horta is doing a tremendous uh, job. So they follow Ilan for a lot of time and uh, where Victor Horta was very good was with uh, the timing. Timing is the most uh, important thing in football, I think, from what um, from my experience is the, is the most important thing. And Victor on that was uh, was perfect because Ilan, like the first season, he was starter. The coach was Michael Landreau in Lorient, which was a former goalkeeper of the national team. And so he did a good season for a player that young. And then in the, after his first season, the coach was fired and the new coach came in, was Christophe Pellissier. And uh, 10 days before the start of the championship, the new goalkeeper came in, was Paul Nardi with some experience. It shouldn't change anything, but uh, the day before the start of the championship, the coach told Ilan, finally, will be number two this season. So... Was the mercato was already well underway. We have to, Ilan, of course, did want to leave because it was not acceptable to know that uh, one day before the first game of the season. 
And it's at that time that Victor <coughs> on Leeds called and say, hey, we are interested. We want to keep, uh, we want Ilan Dao. And it was the perfect time to call. So even the president of Florian is very tough in negotiation, but he knew that, uh, well, Ilan was young. He will be on the bench now. So he couldn't really block him. So, so that's why well, we were quite interested. And then Leeds, well, I knew it was a big club. I used to study in uh, Leicester when Olivier Dacour was playing in Leeds. I had a shirt of Olivier Dacour when I was young. So, oh, I know it's a top club. Ilan knows a lot about football. So, uh, he quickly realized that it's not, uh, like go, going to a low, uh, low table club in, uh, in England. And, uh, then Victor was really, uh, really good. Again, he came quickly in a few days. He went in, he was in Orient to explain the club, to explain, uh, how it works, what they expect about Ilan. We spoke with the goalkeeping coach, Marcos, which is a, a very well recognized goalkeeping coach. And, uh, we had a lot of relationship with, uh, in, uh, in UK. And everybody told us that Marcos has really specific, uh, training, training session for goalkeeper on this, uh, doing, uh, making all uh, goalkeepers improve. So, I mean, it was a historic club in championship. So per- perhaps it could have been easier. To get some playing time because there's a lot of games in a championship was a top uh, goalkeeper, goalkeeping coach. And of course, there is, uh, there is Marcelo Bielsa. <laughs> so, so the mix was, uh, was perfect. So we didn't, uh, we didn't uh, think too long before, uh, before agreeing on the negotiation there went uh, very quickly as well. So it was, uh, it was a good choice. And now I think everybody is, uh, is happy about that. Yeah, definitely. And. Like you said, obviously, Leeds' head coach is Marcelo Bielsa, and he's someone who seemingly plays a vital role when Leeds recruit all of their players. However, at the start of this season, a number of the new recruits, such as Robin Koch and Rodrigo and Diego Llorente, spoke publicly about Marcelo personally ringing him and showing them PowerPoints about how he planned to use the player this season. And was that ever similar to when Ilan first joined the club? Was there any interaction between yourself and Ilan and Marcelo himself? Uh, no, we didn't talk to uh, Marcelo Bielsa. Ilan is, is goalkeeper. Goalkeeper, goalkeeper, it's really specific. I mean, for a goalkeeper, the most important is the relationship with the goalkeeping coach, for sure. Then, to play in a team coached by, by Marcelo Bielsa, it's a, it's a very, very good experience. But before signing, the most important was to, to know the plan with uh, Victor Horta. On to speak with the goalkeeping coach because it's a uh, goalkeeper are not like usual football players. It's a different uh, race of football players. So for them, yeah, the goalkeeping coach is very important. But that Marcelo Bielsa was in the club was, of course, uh, a big advantage. I used to have a player in Marseille when uh, Marcelo Bielsa was the coach. So I know that for players, it's a tremendous, tremendous experience to play with a uh, to do a season with Marcelo Bielsa. I mean, most of the players of Marseille, the Marseille squad at the time, I think they will have their, their best year, years, their best season was with Marcelo, Marcelo Bielsa. So, I mean, it's something uh, that you won't forget in a career to play with uh, Marcelo Bielsa. I think players will remember it uh, all their lives. So, when you can have this opportunity, you take it. It's not easy for a goalkeeper because there is a lot of uh, goal opportunities because it's very open play. But at the same time, it's made for, uh, for Ilan because Ilan has always been, uh, very, uh, good with his feet. And, uh, I don't think there is a goalkeeper touching, touching more balls and doing more paces in, uh, in Europe than, uh, than indeed. So, no, so it's, uh, was the perfect mix. And like Sam said, when Elan joined Leeds in 2019, it was initially on loan. However, Lorient reported that there was an option to make it a permanent move at the end of the season. Was there a specific reason to why it was a loan deal at first, as opposed to a straight permanent transfer? Yes, but it was uh, not a huge transfer for UK uh, standard, because in Premier League, uh, there is a lot of money. But it was quite a big transfer still for a young player. So Leeds was uh, in championship. Of course, the aim was to uh, get in Premier League uh, immediately. I mean, if Leeds wouldn't have get in Premier League, of course, you don't have the same budget. So you cannot realize the, the same transfer. So it was quite obvious to put an option if Leeds uh, get in Premier League 
the option is uh, exercised. If not, we would have tried to stay in Leeds, and Leeds would have tried to, uh, to fi finalize uh, the deal with Lorient, but uh, they couldn't promise what will be the financial uh, financial situation if they stay in uh, in championship. So it was a uh, it was a uh, well, was totally uh, and even for us it was good because uh, if Ilan had a hard time to adapt uh, to England to UK, so he could have uh, come back to France uh, after one year. So it was uh, was good for all the parties to, to do like that. Yeah, that makes sense. And. When Elan first joined the club, he was Leeds' number two goalkeeper behind Kiko Casillo. Obviously, as you know, someone who had joined from Real Madrid the previous year. But before Elan joined, did he realise that he was going to be second-choice goalkeeper at Leeds initially? And if so, how much game time did he expect to have that championship season? Uh, it was clear that he will be number two behind uh, Kiko Casillo. But uh, he was told he would be the goalkeeper for the future. And he was told there was a lot, lot of game in championship. Is it true? Uh, is it true? I don't think there is a championship in uh, Europe with more games. So even for a goalkeeper, there should be some play, playing times. And there was the cup. So he could show himself it was better for him to be, to be number two in Leeds than number, number two in Lyon because there is more games in Leeds. It's a better club. And the, for the first year, it was the objective was to adapt to the, to the Premier League, uh, not to the championship. Uh, so when you have to adapt to the championship, it's not a lot, you know. Most of French players going to uh, going to UK, they need a lot of time to adapt. The play is different, the life is different, everything is different. So to play the first month with the under 23, it was what he wanted and what he, he needed. So after, of course, the cup game, I know first cup game, it was not. Uh, Put on the squad. He was asking some questions, like every player who were not playing. But he was never. He knew he had to wait, and uh, it would come. Then uh, Kiko was uh, never injured. In fact, he's never injured. Kiko is <laughs> really professional. But bon, there was that uh, sad story. Bon, it's, uh, we would have. Uh, Ilan would have uh, preferred to play his first game, not because of uh, Kiko's suspension, because it was not deserved uh, at all. I mean, uh, he knows Kiko uh, personally, and there is not a single. Uh, there's a little bit of racism in him. There is nothing like that. So, of course, it was not... Uh, well, he would have preferred to play uh, not because of that. But anyway, it's football. When there is opportunities, you have to take it. And uh, I think he stepped in for Kiko in a, quite a good way. And even his first game against uh, was against uh, Arsenal before the suspension in Cup. And it was a good game uh, as well. So, no, he knew when he signed that he would not be the, the, the number one, but he, won, he was not the number one either in uh, Lorient. And there was so much game in a uh, championship. So for us, it was, uh, it was no problem. On the topic of that Arsenal game, when did you know that Elan would be starting that match? And how did you feel about Elan, who was still 19 years old at the time, making his debut away at the Emirates? Uh, I don't remember exactly how much time before the game uh, Ilan knew it, but then no, we don't have uh, we didn't have any uh, apprehension, any fears about that because oh, we we know Ilan, you know, he's a little bit like uh, you know uh, always calm. There is no pressure on him. He's always uh, up in life on the football field. He's always no the pressure. He doesn't feel the pressure. So we knew that Montali would be here without problem. Then to start at Arsenal, it's a, ah, it's a good opportunity. Anyway, it's a, in France, Arsenal, it represents something because it used to be Arsene Wenger club. A lot of French players went there. So no, it was, a, I mean, he had no pressure. So that's the bottom line. So for that, we didn't have, it was a nice opportunity and it did a good games. Immediately, I think people should see, uh, could see uh, how he played with his feet, uh, how accurate he was. So, no, it was, it was good. Yeah, and although Leeds lost that game, I went to the Emirates that game, and it's like Jack did, and I thought he had a really, really good debut for Leeds. Like you said, his distribution with his feet and making saves, especially considering his age and his first game at England in the Premier League, well, at a Premier League club away at Arsenal was just, I thought it was a really good performance, but what did you make of his performance? Because you must have felt like a proud father watching him play that game, making his debut at Arsenal, which was a prestigious club for especially the French players, like you said. 
Yeah, no, it was, uh, <clears throat> I didn't understand all the questions, but uh, how we felt, uh, it's what I say uh, before, he had uh, no pressure, it was good opportunities to play Arsenal, then his distribution, we were not surprised because it is, uh, it's why I think Leeds uh, went after him. Yeah, because in the Marcelo Bielsa style of play, you need a goalkeeper who is very good at distribution. And Ilan, uh, you have to re- realize he's quite a specific goalkeeper from his different than most of the goalkeeper. I mean, when he was playing in the youth team in, uh, in Lorient, it was quite, uh, I w- would even say shocking to see him play because I remember a tournament and most of the time he was playing like, like a field player. Basically, like a central defender, it was often outside of his box. And when, when there was a long ball or a go-through ball, he was the first on it outside of his box. So people around the pitch were saying this guy is totally crazy. But at the end of the day, when you could have, like uh, in the game, ten uh, one-on-one between between the striker and the goalkeeper, uh, there was only one because he was. Before the ball arrived to the striker, he was here, 20 meter in front of his goal, and uh, blocking the, the pass and uh, taking the ball with, with his feet. So it was quite uh, surprising to see him play. Of course, now when he starts to play in professional, could less do that because it's very... It's a, for me, it was a new style of, of playing for goalkeepers. I mean, it was totally... No, it was awesome. I think perhaps in a few years, some goalkeepers will play like that. I think right now coaches and the supporters are not ready for that because even if it can, if it can be really effective, if you miss uh, an opportunity, then the goal will be on TV for uh, two weeks. So, so it's uh, quite a risky style of play. But I mean, to do that with the youth team, with the youth team, uh, it develops his uh, distribution because here, when you do that, you cannot miss a, a dribble on the player or something like that. And he developed his uh, reading, reading of the play because he had to feel from where the ball was coming and so on, how to uh, position himself. So it was uh, really good for his uh, for his progress. And I think now, well, of course, people are seeing some goals he take. Uh, he took this year, like against Arsenal. But I mean, it's part uh, it's part of his play. It's part of Marcelo Bielsa's style of play. But uh, if you look at the number of uh, of uh, distribution, distribution against pressure, I did this season. It's quite, uh, I think, is in uh, could be in the same class as Neuer and a lot of goalkeeper with his distribution, with his speed. Oh, he has a lot of, uh, of progress to do, of course, on his line and on, uh, on a lot of things. But I mean, there is, a, he has something special, and I think that uh, leads uh, not I see it. It was perfect for uh, Marcelo Bielsa. Uh, Despite that solid debut in the FA Cup like we're saying against Arsenal, Ilan returned to the bench for that following championship match. But at the start of February, like we touched on earlier, Casilla was handed that eight-game suspension for an incident which occurred at the start of the season, which we won't go into. But it meant that Meslier would become Leeds' first-choice goalkeeper for the final stretch of that campaign. And although it wasn't an ideal situation for the club, like you said earlier, it was a perfect situation for Ilan because he started playing regularly in the championship. But how did he feel playing under them circumstances? Because all of a sudden he was the goalkeeper for the other 23s and then he was dropped into the first team more or less straight away into a lead st- into a Leeds team who were at a vital stage of the season and pushing for promotion. Uh, he was prepared uh, for it because uh, he was training all the day with uh, Kiko, with Marcos. He already played the games, uh, the game against Arsenal, and then we have to to come back to what we said earlier. I think is somebody who doesn't feel the pressure in his everyday life uh, when he's on the pitch. He's always calm. I mean, uh, he had, hasn't done a lot of interviews since he's in uh, Leeds, but when you see him speak, you understand how he is. <laughs> how he is. He's uh, someone who is really always cool, calm. It's like a iceman, basically. He's uh, always no pressure on him. <laughs> so no, no. To play in the last year, of course, it was a decisive time for Leeds. It was the end of the season. They were playing to get promoted. So yeah, but no, no pressure. It was uh, <laughs> really looking uh, like an opportunity uh, to size and he uh, sized it. And in the final ten games of the season, it was obviously the first time he played in England in the Championship. He helped Leeds reach the Premier League for the first time in sixteen years. 
and you showed us some photos just before you joined about him and you partying with the championship trophy at the end of the season. How was that night and that celebration for you all? Uh, oh, it was, uh, for him, it was his first, uh, trophy. So it was, uh, he was quite, uh, happy about it after, uh, well, we didn't, uh, party all night long because uh, we had uh, a lot of tours and uh, a lot of meeting at the time. So it was, uh, yeah, the picture you saw was the party, uh, with all the players who was organized uh, someday after uh, the end of the season organized uh, by the club. So it was, uh, was not uh, everybody dancing on the table. <laughs> it was, uh, it was still, uh, yeah, I think they party a lot just after, uh, just after the promotion. I was not here, but I saw the, all the, all the, all the videos on the, in the stadium, when they were in the stadium and when uh, they knew it. Here, I think it was a, it was a, quite a huge party, but I mean, it's the, it's the secrets of the player what they did this night. I don't know. <laughs> I will never know. And obviously at the time, Elan hadn't been at Leeds for long and had never played in England before that season. However, at the end of the year, you could tell that in a way, Elan had fallen in love with Leeds and the city in general and was really enjoying his time at the club. And even though he was only on loan and had only been in England a few months, could you sense that too? Yes, yes, for sure it was, uh, I mean, when you, he didn't really knew England before, so I think it's good because London is a magnificent city, but Leeds, I mean, me, I used to, Study in Leicester, so cities like Leicester, Leeds. I mean, it's less. Uh, perhaps for a young player, it's better than to go to London right away. I mean, used to have a player in Watford, was close to London, was long, lot of traffic, long. It's more, it's more. To, to start football in the UK in Leeds, I think it's uh it's perfect. The training center is perfect. The city is a. Uh, but well, we didn't knew it was a uh, social big cities. Because it was one, uh, it's one of the main cities of uh, of UK, but we really didn't knew that. So no, it's still a no, but it's a it's a good city. I mean, it's a, for me, it's quite a, like a, like German cities. I mean, it's functional. I mean, it's less modern than in France. You have everything you need. Commercial center uh, in uh, in city center. It's a uh, and you feel football for for him for French players to go to England. I mean, it's totally different. Uh, the fandom, how are the fans? It's totally different that, uh, than in France. So when you see in the commercial center, in the city center, the Marcelo Bielsa line, it's something you will never, uh, never seen uh, in France. And when you go uh, to the shop uh, near uh, Ellen Road, with all the statues of uh, former players in front, with a scarf, with a scarf on it, flowers, it's a, uh, oh, feel, uh, that you're already somewhere where football is, uh, the heart of football is beating. So, oh, it's a, it's a tremendous experience to play in Premier League. And, and Ilan is, uh, of course, likes uh, very much Leeds. So he was uh, living in Leeds in the beginning, in the flat in Leeds. Now he moved uh, uh, shorter to the, closer to the training ground. So, of course, it's less, uh, less tiring that way. But, of course, he loves uh, we love Leeds and uh, we all love uh, to come in Leeds and it's uh, a very special place. Yeah. yeah, it definitely is. And at the end of that 1920 season, after Elan had played so well at the back end of the season for Leeds, his loan deal at the club was finished. Was there ever a chance that he could have returned to France or maybe even another team? Or was it always going to be that he would return to Leeds on a permanent deal? No, there was no question about it. Was sure he wanted to stay. The club wanted him to to stay. And anyway, it's a loan. Loan there is an option. So if Leeds exercise the option, Lorient cannot talk with a uh, other club. So there was not a single question. Mm-hmm. And we didn't put him on uh, put him on the market. We didn't call uh, other clubs because uh, well, it was sure Leeds had told us in April that uh, okay, we're happy about it about him. We will, uh, exercise the option. Well, we were still waiting to be sure that it is promoted, uh, to be sure. But, uh, it quickly became uh, obvious they will, uh, go in the Premier League. So there was, uh, oh, there was no, no question. And I don't want to go too much into the fee that Leeds paid for Elan because obviously that was undisclosed. However, it was reported to be at 5.5 million pounds. And, was there a reason as to why that fee was so low? Because it seemed that at the time, Leeds got a very good deal for a very good young player. And were Lorient happy with the amount that they got? 
Uh, I think the president knew at the time when uh, he knew that he, he would have preferred the president of Florian that he had stayed and, uh, because he knew he was a young goalkeeper with a lot of potential and uh, that he could uh, make much more money uh, out of him than uh, what uh, what uh, Leeds uh, paid. So, But at the same time, the president of Florian knew that uh, he did one year and uh, one season as a starter after the before the first game of the championship he was put on the bench and he knew that he needs to play. So... And after, if he would have stayed uh, in Lorient, the coach is still here, Christophe Pellissier. Perhaps he had, uh, <laughs> will have not played for two years or three years. In this case, then you don't have uh, even the money uh, they got from this. Then the transfer, I, I'm not, uh, I cannot disclose the number because, of course, it's a lead and you can do that. So, but it was a, was a, a good amount because there was a lot of bonuses, easy, uh, reachable bonuses. So it would have been uh, much more uh, than that. So. No, so still it was good money for Lorient, which was in a second division at the time. So it was a, oh, it was a, a good deal uh, for everybody. But of course, the president of Lorient knew that if, if he had a Kipilan playing for one or two year, more years, he could have made a big, big transfer. But that's the way it is. He had, a, he respected uh, what his coach said. And uh, it's not the president who will say to, to the coach, make this player play. So that's what it. And of course, Ilan did make the move permanent at the start of this season and he signed a three-year contract at Leeds. And although he played really well at the end of that championship winning season, Kiko Kassia's ban had finished for the start of the Premier League campaign. Because of that, did you ever feel that Kassia might have regained his starting position for Leeds in the Premier League? And was that anything that was ever discussed when Ilan made his loan move permanent? Because like you said, it's very key for you and obviously Ilan himself to play matches especially at the highest level? Well, they were happy of what uh, Ilan did in the last game uh, of the championship season. So it was quite uh, clear he will be starting in the Premier League. But it's uh, it's football. They say clearly to us, if he's doing uh, not a good uh, training camp before the start of the season, he will be back at number two. I mean, it's, uh, there is no uh, guarantees guarantees of playing time in, uh, in football. And we totally accept that. Ilan accept that. And it's, uh, it's normality. I mean, they were not saying, okay, you signed the, you signed the permanent deal. Now you are the number one goalkeeper for life. It's not like that. So I was saying, yes, he should start the season if he's not doing, uh, he's doing a good pre-season, but it was uh, up to him to, to keep, uh, to keep up his uh, playing level. So there was no uh, guarantees uh, at all. And as we all know, Elan has kept his starting spot for Leeds and, He's currently the youngest goalkeeper in the Premier League. How do you think he's started his life in the Premier League? Because he's already picked up three Man of the Match awards and kept seven clean sheets in his first 24 league matches this season. Mm-hmm. I think he's doing a uh, tremendous. All the team is doing tremendous this year. I think, well, uh, Leeds is a uh, uh, mid-table right now, but uh, you're talking about the club with promoted, so I think they are doing... a. Uh, a great season with a very uh, a type of play who is entertaining for everybody. So I think it's a, it's a very good season from Leeds and from Milan as well. Of course, there are some games, uh, Arsenal, uh, well, the, in the last game uh, against, uh, who was the last game? Wolverhampton. Bon, he didn't have uh, luck, but he, he did a very good game otherwise. So, no, of course, there were some errors by... Uh, Ilan, because he's a young goalkeeper and he has a risky style of play, but it's not only his style of play. It's, uh, what the, what the clubs want, how the club is playing. So, no, I think, uh, it's really de- demanding to play like that, you know, to play, uh, this uh, distribution all the time under pressure, short passes all the time. Oh, no, I think he has done, uh, he has done very good. And, uh, I think, I don't know, he will tell me, but I think the fans, uh, Agrees that, uh, bon, he's not perfect. He has to improve. He's very young. He will make a lot of progress. But right now, at his age, to do that in the Premier League, in the club like Leeds, oh, it's, uh, he can only be happy of what he's doing. I think he's not, he's never happy like all players. <laughs> he always want to improve on his, uh, on his decision when he missed, uh, a game. But still, no, I think yeah, he has doing, uh, he's doing a very great season. Yeah, of course. Like, like you mentioned, he had the, incident against Wolves the other name and the 
couple of mistakes against Arsenal, but despite them, I think personally he's had an excellent start to the Premier League. And did you know that if Ilan keeps one more clean sheet before his 21st birthday, which is at the start of next month, he becomes the first ever goalkeeper under the age of 21 to keep eight clean sheets in a single Premier League season, which will break Joe Hart's record when he was at Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Yes, I saw that on a Leeds United live. <laughs> so yes, yes, but it's another record, but um, that's always good, or it's always a uh, how you call it. It's always a good for the player to feel that he has a bit of a new a new record. So for sure, Ilan is uh, one of the most. Uh, is I think even the youngest because Donnarumma is uh, one year older. So I think he's the youngest starting uh, goalkeeper in the big five league in uh, in Europe. So. That's quite a, quite a, an achievement. So for him to break, uh, to break uh, those kind of records, it's not uh, a real surprise. So, but it's not done. <laughs> he still has to do one pinch it. I hope it will be tonight. Then, uh, if it's not after, uh, there is still one game. I think. <laughs> but, well, uh, I hope it will be tonight after to defeat in a rose. It's, uh, it's time to, uh, it's time to, uh, to gain some points again. Fingers crossed and. At just 20 years old, Elad is still extremely young for a Premier League goalkeeper. Like you said, the youngest in the top five leagues. And his first season and a half as Leeds, his first season and a half at Leeds has already improved drastically, in my opinion. But in your opinion, how great do you think Elad's potential is? And how good of a goalkeeper do you think he, he can become? Because he's already the most valuable goalkeeper under the age of 21, according to the player valuation website Transfer Market, who value him at £10 million double what Leeds reportedly paid for him just over six months ago, which seems like fantastic business. Uh, yes, I think Leeds is not about uh, business. There is clubs like Monaco, Lille, uh, who want to buy players and uh, sell them uh, at bigger bigger value just after. I don't think it's, I don't think it's, uh, it's the plan of Leeds. I think Leeds wants to uh, just to build a competitive team and to reach, uh, like the president said uh, some weeks ago, I think, to reach uh, the Champions League uh, Quickly, I hope uh, there is everything, all the potential here to to do it. Then, uh, how good Canilan becomes? I think it's uh, the time will uh, will tell us his progress. He has to work, and uh, we'll see what happens. But of course, it's uh, well, we have big uh, expectation. I think uh, us personally, and people to who we are talking, Milan is not projecting himself. He's in is uh, in these games, but I think it's uh, oh, when you see goalkeepers in France. You have Vigo Loris, of course, who is the captain, who is untouchable. The second spot in the France national team is uh, Steve Mandanda, who is uh, getting old, but uh, will stay in the group because Deschamps likes a player who are important in the group. So it will not change in the years to come. But after, for the future goalkeeper, the third one in France right now is Mike Mignon, who is doing good in, uh, in Lille, who is a young uh, goalkeeper as well. So... So yes, in France for the future, right now there is a Ilan, Mignon, there is a Bonafon, we're starting with the under 21, so it will be competition between them, but I think uh, if he's playing good in the years to come, well, it could well uh, be in the national team uh, quickly, and then uh, who knows uh, what can happen. We can predict, you know, in football, well, you just have to work hard and to start games, so that's all, then we'll see what happens. But uh, who have played so much, so much game at uh, so young. It's not a guarantee of success. It can be a good indication. As always, in the second section of the show, we put forward four questions to our guests, which have been submitted by some of our LUFC fans on Instagram followers. To have a chance of featuring, simply head over to our LUFC fans on Instagram page and look out for our guest announcement, where the best four questions in the comments section of the post will feature in this section of the show. This week's first question comes from Mark, who asks... How difficult did Elan feel it was moving to England at such a young age, especially when there wasn't and still isn't any other French players at Leeds? And when he initially joined on loan, was he unable to speak English, which might have made the switch even harder? Uh, he's a young player, so when you are young, your brain is working well, <laughs> like uh, all of yours. So, so you, you learn quickly. He was not speaking perfect English. But, uh, he knew, he understood, uh, quite everything. And, uh, after a few weeks, he was, he was not shy anymore to speak English. So, well, I didn't really hear him speak English when he's with us 
he preferred that uh, we speak, but I know that uh, now there is no problem. And when he, he went first in Leeds, in Leeds you have a, a physical coach, a fitness coach that is French, so he helped him uh, a lot. Uh, I think that Patrick Bamford is playing, uh, is uh, speaking some French as well. And uh, I don't remember, I think there was other players too, uh, playing a, uh, speaking a little bit of French. So I mean, it was, uh, oh, it was okay for the adaptation. Everybody was uh, really helpful in the team. And uh, I mean, Leeds, it's a, it's a well organized team. You have people uh, taking care of the player and you have uh, a guy taking care of the players that is very effective. That did that for, for a lot of years in the several club with uh, some French players. So no, it was uh, all perfect. There is a French restaurant in Leeds. So no, it was, uh, it was quite uh, easy for him uh, to adapt. This week's second question comes from Harry, who asks, do you and Ilan see Leeds as a long-term project and a club which Ilan can stay at and progress at for a number of years? Or do you think it's realistic that he can move on to a bigger and more prestigious club? For example, a team who completes regularly in the Champions League, which is something Leeds can't offer at this moment in time. Uh, when you are uh, so young and then already starting as the youngest goalkeeper in, uh, in Europe, for sure there is club, uh, and club, uh, big club that have interest, that, have, that are following him. But right now he's in Leeds and I mean, it's what we thought before, he's playing, he's starting. So, so it's the bottom line in a historic club. He likes the club, he loves the club. And yeah, perhaps in a, in one season, in two seasons, you have club like Real Madrid that will uh, knock on the door. Who knows? But in two or three seasons, where Leeds will be? I don't know. I think perhaps if you keep that sport director, that coach, if the players keep improving year after year, like they are doing, I think the president is right. They could right be in the Champions League uh, quickly. And if Leeds is, the, is in the Champions League, trying to win a title with Leeds, I think it's more beautiful than uh, winning uh, something with uh, Juventus, Real Madrid or, or Bayern. So, I mean, right now he's playing. So, no, it would be a bad idea to go to a top club to compete for number one and be number two for uh, two or three years and not play. It would be a bad, uh, bad idea right now and in the future. As we said, with Bielsa, <laughs> with Victor Horta, and with, uh, and if, uh, Bamford, Aiding, uh, Dallas, Cooper keeps on improving uh, game after game, who knows? Who knows where the club can, can go? And to, to play top football, to play the title or Champions League in Leeds, I imagine, bon, it didn't happen since a lot of years. If, uh, Champions League or the title, uh, competition for title is back in Leeds, it will be exceptional, tremendous. So. To live thing like that, I mean, football is about emotion too. Not only saying, okay, I went, I played to for Juventus, for Real Madrid, for Bayern. It's about achieving something. And I think in Leeds, if everything stays in place with the president, with the sport director, with the coach, I think there is the potential to do tremendous thing. I think Ilan, I think it's a, well, right now there is no way to, to think about living. Next up is Max, who asks, how much of an impact do you think Marcelo Bielsa has had on Elon's development? Uh, I think Marcelo Bielsa chose his staff. And Marcos is a top goalkeeping coach. Marcelo Bielsa's style of play, we talk uh, about it a lot of time already. So it's, uh, it's quite uh, demanding and it's perfect for Elon. Well, was, uh, I told you what he was doing in his uh, youth, uh, youth year and the uh, youth clubs of uh, youth team of Florian. So... I think uh, I think it's a perfect match between uh, between Bielsa and, uh, and Ilan. And uh, then uh, then of course he let him progress. Perhaps some coach after one er- error they could uh, the sweep keeper thing like that. But Bielsa he knows uh, he knows how it is. That is uh, asking Ilan to play a very risky football and that uh, Ilan is delivering uh, very well. And so he has the confidence of the, of the coach. And I think it's. Uh, Everything is in place for him uh, to progress, and I think the club is happy about it. And this week's final question comes from James, who asks, This season, Ilan has made so many important and match-winning saves, and like we said earlier, he's already kept seven clean sheets. However, which save from him this season has been your personal favourite? Oh, hard to know, because I've been a lot, so I have... I saw the game. 
I'm writing what I'm up, or it will be too long to, I cannot say exactly because there, for me, there was a lot, lot, so I don't have one specific, uh, specifically in mind, but, uh, as far as the team as a world is concerned, I remember the game uh, at Aston Villa when they won at Aston Villa. I don't remember it was November, I think. I don't remember exactly. Yeah. For me, this game was a, a typical uh, Yelsa game. It was, I mean, uh, uh, a piece of art. It was a beautiful game. It was everything was like, a, I mean, it's uh, what you want to, to see in football. And I think it's the chances uh, players of Leeds are, have to play uh, with Bielsa is to take part in uh, those kind of games. Of course, they are not winning every game. It's hard. It's a very uh, open and risky style of play, but sometimes you have masterpieces like uh, this game against uh, Aston Villa. And for me, it has a uh, no price. And to be part of that team, it's quite a, it's quite a good memories for the future, for sure. But to say a uh, specific, uh, say from Milan, I don't know. There is, there was so much. Too many, but, uh, too many to pick from, isn't there? Too many. <laughs> Hmm? Too many saves to pick from. No, no, yes. too, too many saves. He's made so many good saves. It's it. Them ones at Sheffield United, once couple at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Even though we Arsenal lose some well. of the games, they can oh. ex- even though it's every game he seems to pull out some amazing saves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will have a hard time choosing a specifically one, but, uh, <laughs> as you say, against uh, Sheffield, against City, against Wolverhampton in the first game. That was one uh, good save against Aston Villa. It did two uh, very good intervention. Oh, there is a, there is a, a lot. I will have, we'll have to watch again to do the top five. Normally, <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it by, by themselves. <laughs> like you said, there's too many to choose from. And that ends today's episode. Thank you to everyone for sending their questions. And thank you so much for your time, Javier. It's been great having you on the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I hope all the best for Leeds. Uh, this season and, uh, and I think enjoy every minute of, uh, of football of, uh, of Bielsa for Leeds, uh, Leeds, uh, supporter. And I hope the club will go very far and that starting tonight, <laughs> there will be points coming in, uh, coming in again. So, so thank you. Ever, thanks to everybody. And, uh, I hope to see you soon to be back in Leeds soon because right now with the pandemic, it's hard to travel, but I hope uh, I will be able to see a game in uh, Ellen Road with the supporter quite soon. We'll be back next week with another guest. Stay tuned for the post over on our LEFC Fanzone Instagram later in the week. Thanks for listening.